Hey everyone, welcome back to Strange New Worlds, a science and Star Trek podcast. I'm Mike Wong, your host, and today we are talking all about diet and nutrition with a very special guest. Let me tell you a few things about him. He shares a first name with Captain Archer. He's a big-time baseball nerd who loves that Cisco wore a San Francisco Giants cap in the episode Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. His least favorite ship design is the Galaxy-class Enterprise-D because he says it looks like a duck. And he is absolutely adamant that Tuvok is hands down the best tactical officer in all of Starfleet. Finally, if his voice sounds a lot like mine, there's a pretty good reason why. Welcome back to Strange New Worlds, a science and Star Trek podcast. Today I'm joined by somebody very special. He shares the same last name as me because he is my brother. Welcome to the show, John Wong. Thank you for having me. So, John, you are very interested in health and medicine. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Why is this the career path that you've chosen? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I have always been interested in biology and human biology. It was my favorite class in high school. So that's what I decided to study in college. And um, as I got more exposed to different careers, I found that medicine was uh, really fun and interesting and a great way to help people and especially nutrition because um, that's something that everyone needs to know. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of our population doesn't know that much um, about healthy diets. And so obviously growing up in the same household, we shared a lot of the same interests when we were kids, mm -hmm. including a passion for science fiction. Yep. And we watched a lot of Star Trek together when we were kids. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, John, who is your favorite doctor on Star Trek? My favorite doctor? Let me think. Well, I like the EMH. Uh, he's really funny. And I guess I like Bashir. Um, his uh, relationship with O'Brien is probably <laughs> one of the, uh, the best duos, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, the EMH was the doctor on Voyager and he's got a really cool story arc where he is also discovering his humanity right while being like the smartest person on the ship or I should say the most knowledgeable person on the ship because he's got all of this memory ingrained into him mm -hmm. uh, just written into his program yeah and you've been learning a lot about about medicine and about all of the different ways to practice medicine because your current job is as a scribe, right? Can yeah. you sort of describe what you're doing right now? Yeah, so basically a medical scribe. So I write the doctor's notes for them, like the, the notes on the patient. So every time you go to the doctor, right, they have to document what happened in the visit. You know, like what did the patient complain about? What were the physical exam findings? You know, what was the diagnosis? What was the plan? So I have to do that for every patient. And usually they end up doing that at the end of the day for all the patients they've seen. Um, so it takes them a long time. So if they can have someone in the room with them scribing in real time, it saves them a lot of time. So that's what I do. And I've been learning a lot, you know, shadowing doctors, basically. Now, but you're not actually going into the office following the doctor physically, right? 
Right, yeah, so I'm a remote scribe, so it's actually pretty interesting. I work at a company in San Francisco, and basically the company gives doctors Google Glasses so they can, you know, the Google Glasses has a camera and a microphone, so there's a live video stream that comes back to my office. So I'm sitting at a desk in San Francisco, and I'm seeing and hearing what a doctor in New York, for example, sees and hears which is pretty cool. You know, like advances in technology are really helping healthcare. And nothing gets saved because it's private patient information. So everything gets deleted. There's no record of the video. There's no record of the audio. It's just a live stream. And, you know, I'm taking notes live, but nothing gets saved. Wow. We really live in the future. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) Doctors wearing Google glasses and you see a live video stream and then you have to take notes. And I suppose that you need some baseline knowledge of medicine to be able to take notes that fast because like you said, nothing gets saved. You can't like rewind the tape and go back and, and check it. And then you also learn a lot through this process of how to actually practice medicine. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. It's like halfway there between like a normal flesh and blood doctor and the emh right there's there's yeah. like this technological component to it and um, well a lot of patients have noted that uh the doctors kind of look like borgs when they're wearing <laughs> it and they do yeah <laughs> wow that's crazy actually that that's really cool that that is the thing that the patients say it looks like that yeah it looks like the Borg. it looks from like star the Borg trek. from star trek that's exactly what they say yep. <laughs> can you imagine being treated by a Borg drone yeah that would be a little disconcerting <laughs> <laughs> oh you have an ailment well why don't i just put some nanoprobes in you and then you will have reached perfection <laughs> yeah i don't think i would be down for that <laughs> um, yeah so The reason why I've asked you to come on this podcast is because there's a new Star Trek series out called Star Trek Discovery, and we watched a bunch of it on Netflix while we were in Europe over winter break, Yeah, which was pretty cool to watch Star Trek Discovery on Netflix instead of CBS All Access, which is what you need to do. To watch in America. To watch in America, exactly. So um, there was this scene in Star Trek Discovery where Michael Burnham and Sylvia Tilly are ordering their breakfast from the... I guess it's a replicator. It's probably not fully a replicator yet because this is like just before the original series. So it might be like some kind of food synthesizer. But I'll just call it the replicator because I don't really know what else to call it. But the replicator in Star Trek Discovery has sort of like a mind of its own. Sometimes it's a little bit snarky. Sometimes it's like helpful and informative. And usually when people order things from it, it doesn't just produce the thing in a shimmer of light, but it also says some information about the food itself, which I found really cool. And it's almost like a 23rd century version of like nutrition facts and labels because you're not buying things at the supermarket and boxes that have nutrition facts just written on them you're asking a computer for your food and then the computer comes back and tells you exactly what's in your food which is kind of cool yeah verbalizes the nutrition facts and the nutritional benefits of the food yeah and so let me just play this clip now to remind us of what we saw Mm mm-hmm Computer, green juice, extra green. Computer, cancel that order. That's hardly the correct ratio of protein, carbohydrates, and fat. Computer, three egg white breakfast burrito with black beans. Computer, make it two. Computer, add salsa. Computer, add roasted tomato salsa. Cooked tomatoes are a great source of lycopene. Remember that. Oh my god, you are so scary. 
All right, so there you go. Two appetizing and nutrient-filled burritos. So when I saw that scene, I was like, whoa, that's cool that the computer is letting me know what's in my food. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't actually know what some of the ingredients were. Yeah. So they said lycopene. I have no idea what lycopene is. What's lycopene? Yeah, so lycopene is like a phytonutrient, which are nutrients kind of like pigments in plants that give plants their colors. So lycopene, um, Michael Burnham said lycopene is in tomatoes, and so that's what gives tomatoes their red color. So a lot of fruits and vegetables have different phytonutrients that give them their color, like red or blue or yellow or green. And there's kind of some debate as to their nutritional benefit. They're not classified as like essential nutrients. When we think about nutrients, there's like four macronutrients really that we need carbohydrates, proteins lipids or fats, which they talked about, and nucleic acids. Um, those are the four things that you need to have to survive. And then there's minerals and vitamins and like phytonutrients. And there's a lot of research and kind of debate as to how important phytonutrients are. And a lot of people think that phytonutrients serve as antioxidants. So there was another scene in Star Trek Discovery where somebody ordered green tea, I believe it was. Yeah. And the replicator said, green tea a good source of antioxidants yeah so can you say a little bit more about what an antioxidant is and how it helps your body yeah so basically there are free radicals in your body which are basically chemicals or molecules that have a unpaired electron in one of their valence shells so when a molecule has a free electron like only one electron in one of its orbitals it's called a free radical and it's an extremely reactive chemical species because it doesn't want to have only one electron in that orbital, right? It wants to either gain one or lose that electron. And so when you have those running around in your body, they can be extremely dangerous because basically they set off like chain reactions where, you know, a free radical will become oxidized and then it will create another free radical and then that one will become oxidized and it will create another free radical. So it's this chain reaction that actually like leads to cell death and tissue death and stuff like that. So antioxidants are chemicals and molecules that we eat that stop the oxidization of those free radicals and basically stop that chain reaction right there so that it doesn't lead to cell death. And uh, yeah, green tea actually does have a lot of antioxidants. So it is, it is pretty healthy. It doesn't have like nutrients per se. You know, it's mostly water, but <laughs> <laughs> it does have antioxidants. So yeah, that's true. That's really cool. So to make sure I understand, so basically electrons like to come in pairs and they're much more stable or an atom or a molecule is much more stable if all of its electrons are paired up. Exactly, yeah. But if one of those pairs is broken and there's a lonely electron without a partner, yeah. then we call that an oxidant or yeah, a free radical. A free radical. Yeah, okay. yeah. We call that a free radical. And then that electron is extremely reactive because it wants to satisfy. Yeah. yeah, it wants to it doesn't like to have only one electron in one of its valence shells. So it performs a chemical reaction to satisfy that and it either steals an electron from something else or gives an electron away yeah and those reactions are just very powerful and unwanted in our bodies exactly because i guess they destroy the organic molecules that we build ourselves yeah, out of exactly yeah okay. and, it, and it causes this chain reaction which can kill a cell and kill tissues well it sounds like we should definitely be eating antioxidants so 
Yeah, look out for antioxidants on your food labels, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they come in food on food labels, though. But yeah, there's definitely some foods that are high in antioxidants, um, like berries are especially high, and yeah, green tea. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I will go eat some more berries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, berries are probably one of the healthiest fruits you can eat. The other thing that Michael Burnham noted about the breakfast that they were ordering is that you want some correct ratio of carbohydrates, lipids, and proteins. And proteins. Yeah. yeah. So is that a thing, actually, that there is a ratio that people agree upon is like the ratio that you need to get or is that just like a general good idea that oh yes you should have a balanced diet and no don't just eat fat or something like that. yeah i think it's more along the lines of having a balanced diet i mean i don't know there's probably a like ideal ratio for like human growth and health in terms of like grams of protein and grams of carbohydrates and stuff like that but i don't know i'm not sure what that is i mean you can just follow the the food pyramid kind of, or now they have a new one. It's kind of like, you know, just like a, it's not like a pyramid, I guess, just like a plate. And you're supposed to divide your plate into portions of proteins and carbohydrates and fats. But yeah, mostly just having a balanced diet. I mean, like most people in America today eat too much fat and carbohydrates and unhealthy fats and carbohydrates, right? So we're eating like saturated fats, like butter and lard, instead of unsaturated fats like olive oil and canola oil and the polyunsaturated fats, which are the healthiest, right? The essential fats, which comes from, you know, like fish and like nuts, like walnuts and stuff like that. So we're eating less of that and eating more fried foods. And we're eating a lot of like simple carbohydrates, like white bread and white rice, which is really unhealthy because those carbohydrates are processed really quickly by our bodies and it releases a lot of glucose into our bloodstream very quickly so that causes a spike in insulin levels really rapidly because insulin basically causes glucose in the blood to be absorbed into the cells right so we can use it for energy right to make like atp to go through the krebs cycle and the electron transport chain basically just like metabolism so that causes a really rapid spike in insulin levels, which, you know, if you're eating those types of foods, white rice and white bread very often for a long period of time, that's how you like get diabetes, right? So what does a healthy balanced diet look like? And can you sort of critique the breakfast that Michael Burnham has chosen? She ordered egg white burritos with roasted tomato salsa. Does that sound like a good balanced breakfast to you? Or what would you add to that or take away from that? Yeah, I, I think it's it's not a bad breakfast. Three egg whites, that has a lot of protein in it. And if I remember that scene correctly, they just came from exercising, right? Training. Yeah. So they're probably, you know, looking for some protein for, you know, a post-workout meal because they just probably tore some of their muscle tissue and now they're looking to rebuild their muscle tissue and gain some more muscle mass. So yeah, three egg whites, that's not bad. Cutting out the egg yolks, the idea of that is to reduce the amount of cholesterol that you're eating. Black beans, that has high source of dietary fiber, so that's really good. And then the lycopene, the roasted tomatoes. Yeah, there's some debate as to how healthy lycopene is. Some people think that it helps with cardiovascular health or like prevention of cancer, but I think that the most recent research is kind of undecided on that. And like I said, a lot of phytonutrients, we're not exactly sure 
how beneficial they are. A lot of people think that, you know, they have antioxidative properties, which probably is the healthiest thing about them right now. But we're not sure really about the cardiovascular health and the cancer. But yeah, I would just say that maybe missing some fruits and vegetables there. <laughs> um, for breakfast, I usually try and eat like fat-free yogurt with blueberries and like walnuts or some kind of like flaxseed because... I mean, blueberries, like I said, are super healthy, probably the healthiest fruit, and they're high in antioxidants. Fat-free yogurt, I mean, that has a good source of protein, especially if it's like Greek yogurt. And then walnuts or flaxseed that I put in my yogurt has a lot of the heart-healthy fats, the essential fatty acids, the polyunsaturated ones, which are essential, actually, and you need to eat them. Nice. So that's like a new breakfast recipe that i can just try this <laughs> yeah is yogurts nuts flax seeds berries berries yep Sweet. exactly yeah this actually reminds me that at the very beginning of the scene tilly orders green juice extra green right so what do you think was in that green juice or like what do you hope was in that green juice for sylvia tilly's health yeah i'm not exactly sure what green juice means but <laughs> I feel like I've seen green juice around, you know, they're those kind of like smoothie blends or something that have a lot of fruits in them. And you'd think that those are pretty healthy and they probably are pretty healthy because they have a lot of fruits and vegetables and it's a good way to get in your daily fruit and vegetable intake, right? You know, you're supposed to eat like X amount of servings of fruits and vegetables and if you drink one of those, it's supposed to like satisfy that. But what I found is that those tend to have a lot of sugar in them. Um, mm. I'm not sure if they add sugar or if that's just natural sugar. But a lot of these drinks, they add sugar to it. So you got to watch out for that. And also drinking blended fruits and vegetables is actually less healthy than eating whole fruits and vegetables. Interesting. Why yeah. is that? Yeah, basically it's because when you eat whole fruits and vegetables, it takes longer to digest them versus when you blend them in a smoothie, you kind of like release everything until like all the sugar is like more accessible to your body quickly you know everything is kind of like faster to be digested so it comes back to that whole insulin thing again where when that sugar is so quickly absorbed it's going to spike your insulin levels really rapidly again so it's kind of like akin to eating processed grains right like white rice and white bread because it's so much easier for us to digest and so those carbohydrates those sugars are much more rapidly put into our bloodstream so it spikes our insulin levels and you know it gives you like less time to digest the food and absorb the healthy nutrients that you want to cool i guess saru has a really good idea of what is good to eat because he had a bowl of blueberries that he was just nibbling on one episode yeah um so that's that was that was kind of cool uh, now I, now i know why saru would want to eat blueberries for his own health. Yeah. yeah. Antioxidants, fiber. Yeah. Fruits are good. Berries especially are good for that. Sounds like the theme is berries, 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 berries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Healthiest fruit. Remember that. Okay. Very good. So before we wrap up, maybe we should just talk about some more Star Trek. So health reasons aside... Yeah. What is one like food or drink in Star Trek that you would want to try? That I would want to try. Hmm, I have to think about all the different foods and drinks that I have seen in Star Trek. There's so many. Probably going to pass on a lot of the Klingon cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a fan of live wriggling gah. 
No, I don't like it when my food moves on its own. I can't say. <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good question. Maybe something Neelix would cook. Anything that Neelix would cook, I might be willing to try. Neelix is quite creative with his cooking, but he definitely puts so much care and thought into it. Yeah, there's definitely like you know an art to his cooking, right? It's not just all about nutrients and health, right? There's like some amount of uh, artistic value, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Romulan ale, maybe. That may be fun to try. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe next time we have a podcast together, we can split a bottle of Romulan <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we can get our hands on it. <laughs> yeah. I hear it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining me, John Wong. Thank you for having me. I learned a lot, and I will definitely improve the healthfulness of my breakfasts. Thanks you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that concludes episode 36 of Strange New Worlds. I hope you learned something new about eating healthy and feel inspired to grab some blueberries a la Saru the next time you're at the grocery store. You know... John's absolutely right. Nutrition is something that most of us don't think about enough. Maybe one day we'll have friendly replicators that help us maintain balanced diets by reading out the ingredients in our food. But for now, the onus is on each of us to know what we're putting inside of ourselves. After all, we are what we eat. Unless, of course, you're a holographic doctor or better yet, a cyborg doctor with Google Glasses. Then you can just go regenerate. Until next time, see you out there.